Welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Sprint, the best phones on the best network, a brighter future for all. College Bar and Grill, check out our new location, 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe, behind the mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. fans in the desert southwest thanks for that rousing uh, rousing round of applause for scott strandy here in scottsdale arizona and my co-host paul hornstein joining me from beautiful long island new york paul how are you this evening uh we're doing good scott you know uh, we're grinding along trying to get to the end of the school year i know that uh, in most of the country they're done already but uh uh here in the tri-state area, the schedule's a hair different. They start. We start after Labor Day and go till the almost the end of June. So, uh, schedule's a little different here. That means you're getting closer anyway. I know you've been teaching uh, phys ed online, so that's been a challenge. Really? I'm sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> more than you think. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, it's really hard to, to start off as we normally like to do with a very loose atmosphere, but uh, with everything yeah. that's going on around the country. So, Paul, I thought maybe what we should do for the first five or six minutes of the show today is just talk to people a little bit about what's going on. Everybody's seen it on TV. Everybody knows, I'm sure by now, that I'm a Minnesota native. And what happened up there, you know, a week and a day ago uh, to George Floyd was just uh, atrocious. It, it, it hurt my heart just to watch it. Uh, it hurt my heart to watch the city of Minneapolis and the city of St. Paul be destroyed by, by looters. I understand their frustrations. I really do. But, uh, you know, destroying property is not the way to get things resolved. And I, I give a lot of thanks to the, the governors, both of uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul, as well as, uh, I'm sorry, the mayors, as well as <laughs> Governor Waltz and all the work that he's done to, uh, to make things right up there. So, um, I don't know. Your thoughts on what you're seeing? I know New York City is, is having the same protests as is everywhere in the country. Uh, I know you want to get into this, and uh, I'll just say this. Uh, I think if you're paying attention uh, and making up your own mind, you'll see that uh, um, you're talking about two different groups. I think the you, you see the protesters by day, and the looters by night. Um, and I, I don't think for at all that they're the same group of people. Because if you're protesting and looting at the same time, you're hurting your own cause. And uh, you, you've seen plenty of video where the protesters are trying to stop the, the, the looters from, uh, from, from, from doing their damage. Um, it becomes a, a situation where we know that the police are outnumbered. You're going to be outnumbered. Um, and, you know, my father, before he passed away, was an auxiliary policeman, and he would be, involved, he would be right involved in all of this stuff. And I understand the people that have connections to the police – uh, feel the way they do. Um, I, I, I do kind of understand. I can't really understand because I'm not in that situation. I don't have the same issues as the people, uh, as, as George Floyd did. Um, so I, you know, I can't walk in his shoes and, or their shoes. And, and, you know, I can only say that, um, uh, it's got to stop uh, the, 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 the the unnecessary violence. You know, um, George Floyd should have been able to have his own defense 
uh, and it's just wrong. And, you know, I, I'm not necessarily known for trying to be politically correct here. Uh, and, but well, let me, let me interject. I, I don't want to. Well, you gather I've seen it. All. Yeah, I know you have. Uh, will you gather your thoughts for just a second? Uh, uh, let me interject something. I don't see this as a political issue or a black and white issue. I really see this as a issue of of just do what's right, right? I mean, just be kind. Just there's no reason for for arresting somebody uh, for something as petty, if you will, as a twenty dollar forged bill with four police officers and dragging him to the ground and and all of those things when there was no resistance that anybody's seen whatsoever. It's just a matter of doing the right thing. And, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, we, we, we've all been in that situation. I mean, you, people frustrate you, but you don't do the wrong thing, or at least many people don't. I mean, just because somebody cuts you off in traffic, you don't normally get out and, and smash his car. I mean, you just, yeah. You just try to do the right thing. And right now we don't have enough people doing the right thing. And, and it starts, you know, from the police department. And I'm not going to get into this too deep because that's not what we're doing. But like when the police department, in my estimation anyway, Paul, when the mayor comes out and says they should be arrested and, uh, and then a day later they're not arrested, but they have a big press conference with the attorney general um, and they have, or the state attorney and, and the county attorney, and they all come out and they say, "Yeah, we don't, we, we're not making an arrest yet." I mean, all that's doing is just sticking, you know, poking the bear, if you will. Uh, don't, yeah, don't, I... don't say anything unless you got something to say. And if you're going to say it, then say it. But you can't keep pushing. And it's the same thing right now. One one police officer has been arrested; three have not, and it's a week. You know, we all know what would happen if it had been you or I. We would have been behind bars waiting for the justice system to work itself out. We wouldn't get to sit at home. And, and that's just no. one of the things that uh, an advantage, I guess, that a police officer gets is the benefit of the doubt for a while. But in this case, uh, you know, and, and enough said, that, that's enough on my end of it, unless you've got something else to go on. What I'd like to do, Paul, is just Don't. take uh, a minute and uh, give a little moment of silence for the, uh, the memory of George Floyd, as people are doing around the country, um, racism, is definitely involved in hockey. We saw it with Keandre Miller uh, yeah. just this year. Uh, yeah. You know, DeAndre John from UNLV has taken abuse um, as a player at club hockey. So sure. uh, it, it's all over. So if it's okay with you, Paul, I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to give a, a moment of silence here for uh, George Floyd. Then we're going to get a, a couple of words in from our sponsors. We have a very special guest joining us. Uh, kind of last minute is uh, – ASU's NCAA coach, Greg Powers. He's uh, currently on another interview um, with another company, but as soon as he's done there, he's going to be joining us. So I'm not exactly sure when he hops on board, but when he does, we'll welcome the coach with open arms. So for right now, let's just pause for, for a minute and uh, remember the memory of uh, George Floyd. Thank you. You're listening to uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly, a uh, ITHSW podcast. Game like a pro, post game like a champion at College Bar and Grill, located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium, and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena. College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State athletics. College Bar and Grill, pregame like a pro, postgame like a champion. Online at ilovecollege.co. 
Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. We find your prime with M-Drive. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether celebrating an overtime game winner or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. Hi, everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. All right, and we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Paul Hornstein from beautiful Long Island, New York. Okay, Paul, I just took a deep breath, and uh, I think I'm ready to move <laughs> on. There's uh, a whole lot of things going on in the college hockey world. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, a month ago now or so, uh, we said welcome to team number 61. Then yeah, uh, about we did. two weeks ago, we said goodbye <laughs> to another team making it back to Team 60. And then a, a massive fundraiser went on, and uh, and guess what? Team 61, or Team whatever, is now Team 61, <laughs> is back. So uh, unravel this for us, Paul. Unravel the story of Alabama Huntsville and, at best you can, what happened and how they uh, got a reprieve for another year. Well, first of all, I, let's not forget the team's been around about 30 years. Okay, so it's they, they were not a team that uh, was exactly a newbie. Uh, when they used to have Division Two in NCAA hockey, Huntsville actually won a couple of those national championships. They've produced some NHL players, uh, most notably Cam Talbert. Uh, uh, Cam Talbot, excuse me. I don't want to mispronounce the guy's name. Uh, he's playing right now in, in no, Edmonton. That's my job, Paul. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, listen, you make a mistake, you got to correct it, right? You don't Absolutely. want uh, Absolutely. You know. Um, and uh, when the president or the athletic director, and I don't know who made the official announcement, said the team was being dropped, um, there's a lot of people that went crazy. You know, that came – 
I don't want to say out of the blue because uh, they weren't the first school to drop a sport uh, thanks to the uh, COVID pandemic. So, you know, teams drop and they also dropped their both men's and women's tennis teams as well. And they're trying to do the same thing to uh, get those teams back. Um, but the hockey team is the school's only division one program in terms of sports and uh, the boosters and the people around the program uh, made a deal with the president of the university. If they could raise $500,000 by a certain date, which was last Friday, uh, they would be able to get uh, a couple of big money boosters to match that and give them enough money to uh, operate for the 2021 season uh, whenever it starts. Um, honestly, uh, with a couple of days left, I didn't think they were going to make it. Uh, you know, if I was, I was doing, doing the, you know, I was doing the math and following along. Uh, hopefully we get somebody on from there in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but they, it, they, they did make it. Um, and they are trying to put some mechanisms in place uh, to make sure that it doesn't happen again, including uh, some fundraising uh, in per perpetuity. Uh, there's all kinds of things in, that they're trying to do. And like I said, they, they made it and got a reprieve. Um, and that threw a lot of things in flux because – now all of a sudden you had a team in a conference that had every team in a conference had four open dates on their schedule, whatever that might be. Uh, and then when they came back, I'm, I'm, it was obviously easy to put those games back in. Uh, and you had players, and here's another a, a bigger problem: you had players leaving. Yeah, you know, and once that's, I once think that's the biggest problem, Paul. Because well, they're, yeah, they're uh, obviously. Right? Yeah. Um, once they officially. Because it's like it's it May, right? It's the end of May, and you got to have a place yeah. to play. And you don't know if you have a roster spot on your own team or a roster spot on another team. You don't know what the NCAA is going to rule on this thing. It, it was crazy. Yeah, and you know, once the 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 school announced that the program was cut, you know, that means that anybody that decides to transfer at that point is eligible immediately as far as I know. Uh, I, I'm not the uh, end-all and be-all when it comes to NCAA rules. I'm not even sure the NCAA is. I sure wish but... you were. That would be a lot of help for us. <laughs> yeah, it would, wouldn't it? So, uh, and then, now they're back. You know, they, yeah, they, 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 they're back from the abyss. Uh, and I think my guess is, and, you know, uh, that we might not be able to ask the coach about specific players uh, when he comes on, but he would probably be more aware of the rules and how it works. And I think in that week before they officially announced that, you know, they were resurrecting the season, uh, the 2021 season, players could go wherever they wanted. Now, whether or not they were takers for all the players is another story. And, well, you, you know, if you're – Right, and if you're one of the kids that committed to go there this year and play, uh, you didn't know what the heck was going on. Yeah, so well, you know, I mean, some of their big name players uh, probably thought they had a spot, but you know, other players that were maybe middle of the road. You know, we talked about this all the time, Paul. Is that we need yeah. more lockers in NCAA hockey because there's too many good players. Coach will tell you this when he comes on. There's too many good players and not enough locker space for them all. In other words, we need more teams. So when all of a sudden you lose 28 uh, NCAA players and they're all looking for different places to go, goodness gracious, I can't imagine the upheaval and, and what other programs are looking at going like, do we take this kid? Do we not take this kid? You know, you have to evaluate your own system. And, and we know all and it was the island with LAU, LIU, uh, they had, uh, what were they doing? Were they thinking they were going to get some top-notch players or, or what was going on? You know, who knows? The, the the only thing like i said um you know and it was the and it's the end of may and let's not forget even if kids go to transfer most schools have their 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 rosters already set too so you know 
that means that, you know, whatever financial system that they use, however they decide to split up whatever scholarships that they have, um, that's all doled out too. So, yeah. you know, what, what <laughs> it, it was chaos. And, and, and I'm sure that that week for everybody involved, whether it's uh, the players at Huntsville, the administration at Huntsville, and let's face it, I don't think there would be any doubt that that LIU was affected by that as well, just because they would likely have more openings for people to play, at least publicly, because they just in the last 24 hours had a couple of players announced that they were committed to the school. But, uh, you know, I haven't been able to find out if those kids are playing this year or next year or if it's split or however it, it, they're, they're doing it because – you know that. that I know. You know, obviously they haven't signed because if you check their Twitter feed, the the school's Twitter feed, there's nothing there. And you know, as we know, and the coach can will tell you, until a player signs a letter of intent, uh, they can't talk about it. So that kind of throws a little question mark in there as well. Oh. Well, I think we yeah. have coach uh, Coach Craig. Yeah, he's somewhere. If he's with us, um, we're going to ask him just to click on uh, call button number three and, and join the conversation. We'll welcome uh, head coach Greg Powers in with us. Oh, he'll get there eventually. Yeah, I, I think he's I think he's circling us. Oh, so. there we go. Hey, coach, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing great. Th- thanks for joining us under these crazy, busy times and everything that's going on. And I know with uh, the ice sheets opening up and your kids getting the chance to get back on the ice, your own kids, not your college kids. Um, thanks for joining us, first of all. And, and I want to check in with you because it's been a little while. But how are things for you and your team and, and everybody? Everybody healthy so far? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's healthy, you know, and uh, just just trying to stay as, as positive and supportive of, of all the players and their families as, as, as possible. You know, it's, it's, all, it's all you can do with what's going on out there. And, um, you know, we'll get through it. We just got to gotta keep keep pushing through. Coach, last week we had uh, one of your captains on, Josh Maniscalco, and, and Paul and I both agreed we'll, we'll pat, him on, pat him on the back as many times as we can because what a great representation of the program that young man is and I'm sure you're you're just chomping at the bit to get on the ice and, and put him uh in a leadership role but tell us a little bit about your captains and and what you think of having those four lead this team going forward whenever it gets going well I, I took some time to really reflect and and make make the right decision and you know we, we've we've had a you know player leadership has to develop organically it has to kind of season itself um, and our program is finally in a place where I think starting last year that we've been able to put, you know, a group of captains together that, that have earned it and, and that, that are the right choices to lead our program. And this group of four is certainly no different. I mean, Jacob Wilson, since the day he got here, we knew was going to wear a C. Um, so he, he was a no brainer. He, he just, he epitomizes everything we want our players to be in every way. He's a he's a 4.0 student. He's 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 a, an animal in the gym off the ice. He lives the right way. He plays hard. Um, he's incredibly coachable. He's he's an unwavering teammate in every way. He, he every day he checks every box that we want our, our guys to be. So he he's he's a no brainer. Obviously, Dom um, has worn a letter now for two years. He he gives us energy and does the little things that not a lot of players in today's game embrace doing and, and he does them well and, and, he, and he loves doing them and, and he's a he's a popular guy in the room and fires the guys up and, and does it on the bench and, and just gives us a jolt of energy in, in, in every facet of our program um, and then Johnny I think was a guy that, that people that play close attention probably saw coming I mean I, he, he wore a letter for I think seven games this year when Jacob was out um, and he's earned it Johnny came in and, and his growth and maturity um as a human being since the day that he got on our campus um i I can't even i mean it's amazing seeing seeing how he's grown as a person and 
a leader and a teammate, it's really special. And he has that quality in him that uh, you can't teach, and it's hard to find in kids, especially nowadays where um, he loves putting the team on his back and, and winning games. And he can motivate his teammates incredibly well. He knows what to say, how to say it, and how to get them going. And he, he's, he's really special in that regard. So he was a no-brainer for everything that he's done for us. Um, he's earned it. And then certainly Josh, um, you know, giving him a C was, 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 he's, he's a model kid, just like Jacob. And he's, he's, he's in my opinion, probably going to be our best player next year. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that he, he, he exemplifies what we want and the true meaning of one of our core values, which is selflessness. I mean, he had NHL offers. He could have signed an NHL contract with multiple teams, but he did not want to go out on the terms of, in which, you know, he would have had to go out at ASU. He wanted to come back, finish what he started, uh, come back, do some special things for the seniors that didn't get a finish on their terms. And, and, and what better leader can you ask for than that? So um, those four guys are, are, are primed and ready to go, and I'm, I'm excited to, to watch them do their thing. Uh, it just it was it looks to me, coach, and, and, and I don't know if, if anybody looked at it the same way. You also have four players here wearing letters that play entirely different games. I mean, they're all team first guys, but the style of the games and the things that they do on the ice are about as different from from each other as, as you can possibly get. Yeah, they cover they cover pretty much every base <laughs> from a skill set standpoint, <laughs> you know, Um you know, and that that I think that, that I can't I can't honestly say that was by design. It's just it just happened to be that way. But right, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's I think that's a benefit because they, they all you know, winning teams have guys that, that, that do things that um, maybe some guys don't want to do. I mean, I mean to play like and, and it's hard every night and every shift. Play as hard as Jacob Wilson. It's not a lot of kids out there that will do that, and and he 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 just is willing. It doesn't matter what is asked of him. He'll do whatever he needs to do to pay the price to win a game for his team. Coach, you know about uh, six weeks ago when we had you on and we talked about the pandemic and the way things had been, and now there's uh, been a little time uh, between things, and you see the NHL putting together a plan. And uh, What can you tell us from the NCAA level? What kind of uh, insight have you gotten as far as do you still plan to have your season start on time and everything like that? Right now we do. We, we absolutely do. I think, you know, every day, you know, as far as the pandemic goes, we, we inch, you know, closer to what we want to be normalcy. I don't think, you know, do I know if it's going to be what we're accustomed to in every way? Absolutely not. But, but do I genuinely think that we will have a season? I do. I really do. Um, I think that we will start on time. I think um, the NCAA with the ruling and allowing students to come back to campus, um, university permitting to do voluntary workouts and, and things of that nature is a tremendous sign. And, and that's something that our department is, is focusing on, you know, ironing out the details on and what that phase approach will be. Um, we got to get football back. You know, everybody's got to get football back. That that's, that's, that's the that's the straw that stirs the drink, you know, and 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 I think everybody knows that, and so that's that's priority number one for everybody, um, certainly for for us, and and we we anticipate our guys being able to come back on campus and start doing voluntary training with Leanne and being able to get them some ice starting uh, hopefully in, in July one. That's that's the goal, and that's that's what we're. We're hoping to, to, to see happen, and, and I think we'll have that answer by the end of the week. Uh, Coach, the, uh, the the craziness of the past uh, seven days when when you announced uh, when you announced the captains and you talked about your schedule, uh, and you obviously and, and the whole thing hasn't been released yet. Uh, how much? craziness was surrounding that in this past week as Huntsville said, we're not playing anymore. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to play anyway. Yeah, what was that like? It, it, I mean, it's, it's, it was, it was crazy. I mean, you know, uh, obviously we're all incredibly 
thrilled at, at what they were able to pull off and, and get reinstated. I mean, you know, first, I mean, their head coach, Mike Corbett's just an unbelievable guy in every way. He's a good friend and somebody that's been good to me and us and, and helping us from, from before day one. Um, so I'm really happy for Corbs um, that they're gonna they're gonna give this a go and try and make it work. But just the whirlwind that those kids I think have, have had to kind of face and go through with um, being told out of the blue that that because uh, that wasn't planned. Nobody knew. Corbs didn't know. No, nobody knew. Um, right. It, it, it you know we have them on our schedule next year. Um, so I mean you know the, the domino effect that 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 the program. Um, being discontinued causes to 59 of the programs is unbelievable. It's, it's exponential. And uh, from a scheduling standpoint, from the WCHA league standpoint, from, um, you know, players finding a place to play and, and, and have homes, it, it was felt, you know, throughout all of college hockey in a major way. And so, um, you know, for, for what those kids had to go through, what that staff had to go through for the week that, 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 uh, you know, they thought that they'd be without uh, without a home. Um, you know, I, I feel for them, but 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 now I'm very happy for them, and certainly hope that they figure out a long term plan to make that work. Well, we did have a question, and we know you can't talk about specific players, and we're not going to ask you about specific players, but we were curious about the players' ability to transfer. Uh, we, I assume, and and I think Scott is is in the same boat that from the moment they announced that they were dropping the program until they announced that they were bringing the program back, uh, those players could go wherever they could find a spot, no, and would be immediately yeah. eligible. Yeah. So you know, as soon as they announced that they're discontinuing the program, you know, more than half the roster went to the portal, and yeah, I'm sure you guys saw multiple players announced that they were heading to other places. Um, right. You know, so, so it's a sticky situation where, where a program, you know, maybe, you know, anticipated, you know, having a kid come in and, and have an immediate eligibility, the player anticipated having immediate eligibility, um, and then they get reinstated. How does that work? There is case precedent um, with the NCAA and Division One hockey where when that has happened, with that exact program in 2012, uh, the player was was uh, given a waiver for immediate eligibility. So anytime there is uh, case precedent with the NCAA, generally that bodes very well for any player that that plans to stick with the transfer. You know, will, will they have players that um, announced they were transferring that want to go back? I don't know. Um, you know, uh, certainly. You know, I would hope that any coach that thought that they were going to be quote unquote free agents and available to play right away would give the kid the option, obviously, to go back to his team and respect that decision. And I think any coach would. Um, but I think at the same time, the coach is going to honor the, the the commitment that he made to the kid, that the kid made to the the, the the new program if they choose to to go ahead with the transfer. So. It, you know, it, it's 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 obviously a really unique situation. It's delicate. It's, it's one that you have to handle with a lot of care and respect, and um, and for all parties involved. And, um, you know, I think everybody will do the right thing. Coach, uh, before that uh, happened, we were all kind of shocked when uh, Long Island University uh, announced that they were going to start a program uh, when they announced it in April and say they're going to plan on playing in the fall. You've been through that situation where you started a fresh program. Uh, what were your thoughts when Long Island made that announcement, and were you as shocked as the rest of us? Stunned, absolutely stunned, um, but incredibly excited. Um, you know, we're, we're back to sixty-one. You know, and we thought we were going to drop the to, to sixty when when Long Huntsville, uh, you know, announced they were dropping the program. But how exciting! I mean, what, what a great, great hockey. Uh, community and area Long Island is, and, and, and just a, a rabid, you know, hockey crave community. And, and, and I think that uh, as long as they are able to stick with it, and and, and, and they have a long term plan and do things right, I think they made a great hire. Brett Riley, he's a young, 
a young up and coming guy that, that's going to face a lot of adversity. And, and I've had some conversations with him and um, even talked to their AD about some of the stuff that we went through and, uh, and left that open for dialogue. Anything they need, we're here for them. And, and, um, because you know, we had people that reached out that, that, that helped us, but um, you know, a lot of it wasn't, you know, real genuine, you know, we're, we're with us, like we, we want, we want to help them. Like we, we made some mistakes along the way and, and we're not afraid to admit what those were. And, and, and if that helps them build their program, then we're all for it. Uh, we want them to be successful and, and, and do great things. And I've called us the realistic model compared to Penn State. Now they're the realistic model. They, they, they didn't get a $32 million gift. They're, they're starting this completely organically. You know, no arena, no conference, no gift, and they're starting a program. So if they're able to pull it off, I think they're the model. Like, we have, if they can do it under these circumstances in a pandemic, you know, with limited resources and, and a young coach and, and figure out a way to be successful, you know, who knows? Maybe in five years, we have 80 teams. Yeah, um, go ahead, Paul. Okay, oh, Scott. No, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Coach, you know, you've told me uh, for the last four years about the need for more lockers, and, and I'm sure that was a smile to your face when uh, when you realized there was room for 28 more college hockey players uh, on Long Island, New York. I know my co-host was uh, salivating over it, but he insists he's going there with a pitchfork. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, it's, it's true. There's not enough stalls. And you can see a couple of the kids that they've committed in the last couple of days are good players. You know, those are, those are kids that did not have roster spots um, as of a week ago, you know, in Division One hockey. And, and these are good, good hockey players that would have probably, you know, maybe been a late, late walk on somewhere else or gone to a high-end Division Three school or wherever um, that are now getting the opportunity to go build a program. And, uh, I think that's really exciting, you know, and, and they're going to get good players there. You know, as soon as they get their legs under them and figure things out, uh, you know, we're going into our, what, our fifth full season in, in, in full Division One play, and we have the number two ranked recruiting class in the country, you know, so it's, it's doable, and, and, uh, and we're still playing at Oceanside. So they can do it. I, I truly believe they can do it. Um, I, I assume that at some time very soon we'll be seeing them on a schedule. Yeah, very soon. Um, <laughs> it, could, it could be as early as next year. Um, hmm? So, you know, we, we haven't uh, solidified that. We did have two games to give. Um, right. Holy Cross, Holy Cross uh, dropping out and, and having to reschedule for future future years. But um, it's looking positive that, that they will be on our schedule next year. I think we have a couple of I's and dot and T's across before that's official. But um We've clearly told them, look, we, anything we do to help, and, and the, the best help teams gave us was playing us, you know, and, and right. coming to us. And uh, so we certainly will, 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 will love to assist in any way we can and, and play them as much as they want. Uh, moving back uh, to the home team here, so to speak, um, have you had a chance? I mean, I'm sure you've talked to the recruits that you have coming in. Uh, have you, what kind of conversations have you had, uh, even with other coaches, about how uh, they might be handling uh, players that they haven't been able to see in a weight room or keep them going at this point, even though they've signed letters to, to, to come in and play next year? Uh, how, how weird has that been? It's, been? it's been a little bit weird, you know. Um, this would be right, you know, the, our, our new players would not have reported until the end of June anyway. Um, okay. So, so, so it, it's not a huge deal for us. I mean, we, we have such great relationships with these kids and uh, the way our staff works and communicates and uh, builds relationships with, with our players, it, it really hasn't affected us yet. Um, it, it's just the uncertainty, the unknown of when they can come uh, because of summer school so new players freshmen can't be on campus and train unless they're enrolled in summer school summer school is not on campus so they can't come so the new players can't come until august so it's going to be a little different for 
for us and for them to get here um, a little later than, than, than we anticipated. But um, I, I think there's going to be legislation that comes out where they can virtually train with Leanne um, and, and get prepared, you know, physically to, to show up and, and make an impact. So we're going to make the most of it and, and uh, you know, and I think we'll get through it. Coach, talking about making the most of it, uh, we all saw yesterday your little uh, conversation with Brinson, and I could tell uh, between the both of you what that relationship is like, having been around you guys for the last four years, but he made it official. He put his uh, name on paper, and I'm sure that had to be a big relief for him and, and a big moment for you in the program as well. Tell us a little bit about uh, all of that. I mean, we knew he announced that he was agreeing to terms, but once you make it final, it's final, right? Yeah, no, he, I mean, he had to wait to sign, obviously, because of the, the landscape of what the NHL is going through. Obviously, when they announced um, the, the go-ahead and the plan to, to continue the season under the the whatever structure that they announced it to be, <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah. he, so he knew he wasn't going to play. So, so his contract terms went back to signing a two-year deal where he wouldn't play and burn, burn a year by playing games this year. So... That's what they had to wait on. Um, it was a formality and it was cool. It was a great experience. And, and just, you know, thinking back to the first time I talked to that kid on the phone and all the, the maturity and the growth from, a, uh, you know, just the, the human side of what, what we go through, seeing kids come in and exit our program. It's amazing. I mean, you know, him and his brother came up and Brinson's wife, Allie, were, were in my office yesterday to, to sign his contract. And it was, it was a really cool, uh, moment to be a part of and incredibly proud of him and and uh he's gonna he's gonna do some stuff he, he, he like it's gonna he's gonna have a long career i don't doubt my mind a, a quick follow-up to that not only is he uh very mature off the ice and on the ice but man that that picture uh, showed some maturity as a man he he's put on some bulk hasn't he yeah, he, he, you know, he hasn't been obviously on the ice very much because we just, we don't have ice. We can't give ice to guys um, and the rinks haven't been open. So he's been, um, they're just opening up, which is nice, but he's been working out. He's been hiking, going up the flag in Grand Canyon and doing, I mean, he was just talking about a 24 mile hike to the Grand Canyon. He said, next time they go, do I want to go with him? I said, hell no. Um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, he, yeah, he, he's he's an animal. He, he's he's a, he's a physical specimen, and that's why I think he's ready to, to make that jump because he's just so physically gifted. Um, you know the, the 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 nuances of the game, the speed at which they play, the IQ at which those guys play. He'll get it. it it'll come, but he'll survive because he's just so physically gifted and strong and explosive, and um, that will allow him to defend at that level from day one. And um, and then he's going to do just fine. You know, I'll give you a little insight. I got a text message from a writer at San Jose that asked me what I thought of Brinson Bashnuck, and I said, he'll be an eye-opener. Am I correct in that one? Yeah. I... Scott, I think the coach got excited there. Did we lose him? Coach, we still got you? Yeah. Looks like he's still here, but uh, yeah, I'm not, he, <laughs> I'm not hearing him. <laughs> not hearing him. Maybe the the microphone got knocked out. He got all excited. Oh, um, uh, maybe Terry. We'll see if he comes back. Here. We just got a couple more minutes with him, but uh, oh, there he is. Oh, sorry, I don't know what happened. Sorry, yeah, neither do we. There. So <laughs> we thought yeah. he just got excited over Brinson. <laughs> he just knocked oh, my, the microphone my, out. My phone was ringing and then and it like came through and it must have I don't know cut me off and got me back on. But no, he <laughs> he, he, he should be an eye opener. You know, he he, uh, he he will he be as is offensively dominant at the NHL level? No, um, you know I mean he, he you know he was so physically gifted and dominant at this level compared to most kids in college that that he could do whatever he wanted whenever he wanted to do it. That won't be the case. But like I said, he, he's physically gifted enough right now where um, he's going to be able to defend and make an impact right away. You know, I think he'll be a pain in the ass for a lot of teams that he plays against right away. And, and that's why they signed him. 
All right, we got uh, two things left that I don't know. We'll let you go. Uh, I'll take the uh, the schedule part of it. Paul will take the team part of it. But uh, I know you're not going to release that schedule to us. I don't worry about that. But we are planning on trying to make as many road trips this year to cover you guys as possible. And I'm so excited about the competition. I mean, I've got flights booked to Denver. I know you're going to St. Cloud State. I'm making a trip out to uh, the holiday tournament in Milwaukee. But if you can just touch on some of the highlights of the, of the two tournaments and how excited you are about being able to compete against that competition, both on the road and at home. We, we love the, the mid-season or in-season tournaments, and, and we obviously weren't able to play them one last year, but, well, we were we, we, in China, you know, but uh, it, it's just to allow our guys a chance and an opportunity to win a trophy and, and play in that setting and, and get to watch the game before you or after you or whatever it is, it's, it's a fun, it's just a fun atmosphere. And, you know, to do those two things back-to-back -back this year, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I know our guys are really excited about it, and we uh, we are actually two and zero in our last two in season tournaments. We we won the one in China, and we won the one in Vegas. So hopefully, mm -hmm. we can keep that streak going. Uh, Coach, as far as the team is concerned, um, you're going to have a, a, a much different roster this year in terms of the fact that you're going to have ten about ten seniors on the team this year. Does, does that give you a chance to focus on some other uh, maybe minor details that, that you haven't had a chance to do in the past with a young team? It's a huge, huge plus, you know, uh, and age and, 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 you know, experience and, and grit and, and all that stuff is what wins now in college hockey. It would, it, you know, it's, you see all the, the, the big time programs maybe take a little bit of a step backwards because they're so young. We have an old team this year, um, you know, and, and then you had a, a kid like Sean Doogie, who's a, a grad transfer, not a grad transfer, but a, but a senior transfer from Wisconsin in the mix. And, and man, we're, we're, we're old, we're experienced. We have a group of veterans that, that have literally seen everything. Um, there's nothing that we will face, nothing that we will see, no situation, no crowd, no level of, of talent or, or anything that, that, that we haven't seen and, and we won't be ready for. And I, I know the mindset of our guys. It, it's literally, it's Pittsburgh or Boston, you know, and, and um, you know, anything less in their minds and in our minds will be, I don't want to say a failure, but, but it'll be a big, a bit enough. That's to get to the before and um, and I truly believe we can do it. I really do. And you haven't heard me say that yet. You know, it, 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 no. Yeah, it, I, I genuinely believe we, we can do it. Well, listen, don't, you know, the Blue Blood programs go in saying if we don't win the whole thing, it's a failure in the first place. So uh, <laughs> I personally, I think that's a, a, a good way to at least approach going into the season. Certainly, uh, you don't want to have lower expectations than that, do you? No, 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 absolutely not. You know, I mean, it, it's we're not going to get away from what's made us successful, and that's just focus on what's right in front of us. And, and you know, small goals will lead to the big eventual goal of, of getting to Pittsburgh and playing in Frozen Four. Um, but uh, that's that's the goal, you know. And 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 we're built. This is this is the first roster that is genuinely is truly built to 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 win and win at a at a, a series we have depth everywhere we have experience everywhere um I mean, we're, we're excited we just we just it feels like yeah we've been off <laughs> we are for a lot longer it feels like we've been off for a lot longer than we have um right because, you know it ended a little earlier so it feels like we should be starting tomorrow we're not so you know, we've got a couple months left of, uh, of a little bit of downtime, and, and uh, then we're, we're ready to get to work. All right, Coach, we thank you for joining us. I'm going to give you the last word on the, the most recent uh, crisis in America, if you will. And I know you guys have made a statement about the, uh, the racism and, and the things that need to change. But just from the hockey standpoint, tell us a little bit about your feelings uh, when you saw what had happened uh, a week and a day ago up in Minnesota. It's uh, yeah, it's sad. You know, it's it's beyond sad. It's maddening. It's it's frustrating. It's 
um, it's devastating, you know, and, and, and you know, like it, it just, it, it's, it, you can't even put into words, you know, what, what, you know, African Americans feel right now in, in today's world. And, um, you know, I grew up in an incredibly diverse background in Indianapolis and went to high school with over 4,000 kids and, and every neighbor I had was, was, was black left to the left to the right across the street. Um, I grew up in an, an amazing diverse community and setting. And, and I was a freshman in high school in 1992 when, when, when the, the incident with Rodney King happened. And, um, and, and, and you think that, you know, you see what the, the country goes through and, and, and how that was documented and caught on film and things back then generally weren't and, and the outrage and, the change that you hope for when something so terrible happens and here we are 28 years later um you know and, and we're right back where we were in 1992 if not in in a in a more adverse place so you know you see it you know and i don't want to preach and it's not it's not uh who i am but it is it's 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 incredible you know and and it's it's you know, we, we gotta we gotta find change somehow some way it's, it's gotta happen and uh, um, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, hopefully it happens. It does is where I came from, and 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 the people I grew up around, and all the great, you know, uh, diversity that I was able to uh, be a part of as a kid. It, it's 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 heartbreaking. It really is. Coach, we appreciate your time as always. Thanks for making time for us in the summertime. Uh, we know your schedule is busy. We wish you the best of luck and, and hope the next time we talk, you guys are on the ice and, and uh, getting some work done. Absolutely. Thanks, Coach. Guys. Thanks. Yep. That's Coach Greg Powers with the uh, ASU NCAA program. We thank him, as always, for joining us. Uh, uh, I know his schedule is incredibly busy, especially with things that are going on with the pandemic and trying to, to put everything together. Um Wow, so many things to unpack, Paul, but uh, just your thoughts on, on the coach and, and the things that he had to tell us. Well, listen, um, you know, you and I have talked about how uh, the coach is uh, is right in the middle of a lot of things, and uh, he is, you know, building a program that, uh, you know, once again, started from scratch, and uh, we know what his influence is in terms of the state of Arizona in hockey. Uh, and, you know, every time we kind of get another peek behind the curtain, uh, he seems to be, uh, you know, a, 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 in, a, in a very positive way, uh, a, a positive force for the game of college hockey. And, and making it bigger and, and, and making it better. And, you know, just the simple fact that, uh, you know, when when people are starting up, he's one of the first calls they make. So yeah. and that should tell you what uh, people think of, of his program. That will tell you what they think of him as a person. And that should tell you, you know, the, the influence that he has already had. So – uh, well, you know, I, I don't think he'll he'll get enough credit, at least not yet, um, as as more teams come in, and you know he probably deserves deserves a bunch more. Yeah, I agree with you 100. percent Okay, we've got a couple of things to uh, to get onto before we end the show tonight. I told you in the month of June and July we're going to start having some giveaways. We are using the hashtag Pucks on the Pod pucks on the pod the pod and uh you can go to our uh, social media sites at twitter instagram um facebook you can follow us anywhere along there but if you go to our twitter page and uh paul's going to give you a trivia question and uh, you answer that using the hashtag pucks on the pod and we got some great prizes to give away from our great friends over at summer skates and uh paul take it away with the question for this week all right, this week's question. Who did ASU beat for their first D1 home win? Wow. 
Wow. I like it. I like it. That's a good one. Um, so, folks, when you get out there, you, you got 24 hours to get on there with the hashtag, submit your, uh, your uh, answers. We'll uh, select from the correct answers, and uh, the prize pack will be on your way. We've got koozies. We've got some T-shirts. We've got some summer skates uh, that are coming up in a special package. That's going to run through the month of June and July. The goal, folks, is to build our followers and subscribers on all of our social media sites and certainly here at ITHSW Podcast. We want you. We want you to download the program. You can pick it up on almost anywhere that you can find a podcast. So we are now connected all the way around. We've got more great things coming uh, once the season starts. Um, but for now, Paul, take us away uh, with your wonderful read and, and tell us about the great folks that help us get this on the air. Well, let's let's. I just want to throw one more thing in there. Nobody does what we do. Okay. Uh, all right. Nobody does what we do. Uh, nobody covers this team as extensively as we do. Uh, we obviously don't limit it just our coverage just to ASU hockey, but they are, you know, the number one uh, in the pecking order. And as you, as anyone can see, you know, this whole week, even though ASU wasn't in the spotlight, so to speak, everything affected them. You know, everything affects them. So, uh, um, and there'll be more things to come, obviously. But College Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Sprint, a brighter future for all. See Andre in the Paradise Valley store at Cactus and Tatum and let him find you the right deal. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Call ahead for pickup or citywide delivery with a fee. Call them at 1-702-541-5546 or go to jessieraysbarbecue.com. Pick yourself up some of that fallen angel sauce. I'm just going to keep saying it until you get some. I'm sure that'll make them happy too. Uh, Behind the mask. I thought you were saying that until you got more. (laughs) Oh, well, I better definitely get more. That's not it. I'm just going to keep saying it. Yeah, no, that's okay. No, no problem. Uh, Behind the mask, the season uh, on hold for now, but your need for equipment is not. Order online at BehindTheMask.com or call 1-480-998-1260 for curbside pickup. By Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com. Buy the aforementioned summer skates. Get your shower shoes, koozies, and more. Show your game and your favorites in style and comfort. Visit summerskates.com. By College Bar and Grill, call them at 1-480-588-6451. Place your order to pick up your lunch or dinner on the way home. Oceanside Ice Arena, home of the Devil's Hockey Shop for all of your ASU hockey merchandise. By OxyPow, introducing the new line of all-natural hand sanitizers. Visit their full line of natural cleaning products at oxypow.com. By M-Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com and use the promo code ICETIMESW at checkout for 20% off M-Drive for energy, stamina, and recovery. And, Paul, and by the ICE Den Paul, let me put this in there. M-Drive has yeah. a new product that we're going to be debuting very shortly. It's a nighttime product to help you get optimal rest and uh, affects your immune system. Oh. Uh, everything that comes along with it. So new things coming from M-Drive. Good. I look forward to that because I need that. Uh, by the Ice Den, Scottsdale and Chandler. Uh, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes and home of the Coyotes Youth Development Program. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Monday for Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly and Wednesdays for Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. And also available for download at the iTunes Store Podbean's app the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, and now also at iHeartRadio. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. All right, we got about 30 seconds left. Paul, give us that trivia question one more time for hashtag PucksOnThePod at IceTimeSW on our Twitter feed. Make sure you're following us. Go there, put your answer in along with the hashtag. Paul, what's the question? Who did ASU beat for their first home D1 victory? Ah, 
What a great question. What a great night. What a great show. Thanks to head coach Greg Powers for joining us as always. Thanks to my co-host out on Long Island. Uh, thanks to everybody that's uh, fighting the right fight, I want to call it, that fighting the right fight on Blackout Tuesday. Uh, stay safe, everyone. Let's see some change in the world, and let's send you off with an appropriate De Niro from Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Have a good night.